You are all the ecclesia. If you don't know what that means, it's because you weren't here the last two weeks. But or you, if you, okay, or you can listen to the podcast. That works. Um, yeah, the ecclesia. When Jesus says, "I'm going to build my church, my ecclesia," that we are the uh, assembly of empowered ones who carry uh, legislatively carry the kingdom from heaven to earth. That's who we are. And it was never meant, gatherings are wonderful, but it was never meant to be contained in a, in a weekly service. That was never the idea. So we're going to talk about that again in a moment. Let me tell you where else we're going tonight. I, I like sometimes letting you know ahead of time, um, just because then you really can follow me. Um, but I want to talk, I want to bring up the same passage that Greg un- unpacked last week, Greg Seamus. If you missed it, please do listen to it. He, he taught for an hour and a half. And that was on purpose. He had a lot. We wanted him to unpack the history behind that word, ecclesia, from Matthew 16, which we'll look at in a minute. So I'm not going to repeat all that. I can't. Otherwise, it would take another hour and a half. And I wouldn't do it as good as him because that was Greg's message. And I got my own. So, But I do want to say um, it was powerful. I had a lot of people. It'll make you feel extremely empowered as it should, um, as Jesus meant it to. Um, so... Uh, but tonight, I want to actually unpack a little bit of that verse about uh, the keys of the kingdom and our authority. And, um, and specifically, also, I want to tell you ahead of time that we're going to tie it all the way back around to intimacy with Jesus. Because it has to be. That's our authority comes from him. And if we're just saying, well, I have the authority, what's the ten steps so I can memorize them? Well, then we really don't need Jesus, do we? And so the authority is always going to go back to our hearts being plugged back into his. Then we will know how, what, what authority to use when. Um, so I'm just telling you that ahead of time because it's just a clue as to where we're going. And at the very end, this is really what I want to tell you, is that I'm going to get you all involved. So you just get ready now, okay? Just, yes. You're like, yes. I get to be involved. <laughs> we're going to... We're going to do just a little bit of uh, reflection time first and asking some questions of Jesus when we get to that point. And then I'm going to pull Todd and, and maybe some of the others on the worship team back up here and um, have you begin declaring things with your authority from, from uh, heaven's viewpoint, heaven's perspective here on the earth. So we're going to do, for those of you that know like harp and bowl stuff, it's going to be kind of like that. If you don't know it, don't worry about that phrase. Um, we're going to have fun. So that's where we're going tonight, all right? Let's pray, because we need you, Lord, so much. And even in this, I am so aware, very, very aware of my deep need for you. Holy Spirit, you're the only one that brings the truth of, of who Jesus is, who the Father is. And Jesus, you came to so perfectly represent Papa God, our our Father in heaven, and, and we're so grateful, Jesus, that you came to show us an accurate picture, an accurate representation of, of the sweetness and the kindness of our God. So thank you, Lord. We're, we're super grateful. I am super grateful. I had a smile on my face so many times tonight just looking around and, and watching different people that I love in this family. And um, that's the way you meant it to be. Uh, family is, is really your idea, and, and so thank you, God, that we get to be going on a journey with you, but also with each other, which is the way you designed it. 
And we just ask right now that, that you would, um, well, it's our choice to say to you that we trust you and would you take our hearts in a really good place tonight. We, we open up our hearts and our spirits to you, Lord, and say, take us to good green pastures. In Jesus' name, amen. So there you go. Keys of the kingdom. I'm going to talk about authority tonight. And once again, if you didn't listen to the message, it's on podcast. So that's uh, blazingfire.org. And if you go to the homepage, you'll see, you'll see uh, where you can click on it. It was so, so good. And at the end, he, uh, we actually anointed every single person one by one. Many of you didn't last longer after that anointing. You were somewhere on the floor, but just, just uh, empowered by Jesus to represent him as the ecclesia. So let's talk about the passage first. Let's read it. When, I'm going to have to turn around and read this. When Jesus arrived in the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I, the human being, am? Before I go on, since that's most of yours would say the Son of Man, I picked the source New Testament on purpose. It is, um, it is far and away from, from the many circles of friends I'm in. There's, oh, and Russ has a copy. Uh, it's this one right here. <laughs> uh, from the circles that I'm in, um, you know, there's a lot of good translations for different reasons. We're loving the Passion Translation, all that kind of stuff. But, but this one, written by Anne Nyland, um, captures uh, the Greek uh, meaning better than, than others. According to Greek scholars, this one's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty accurate. So I thought, since we're looking at this passage, let's just look at it in here. So when she says that I, the human being, that when she's saying Jesus says that, it's actually saying the Greek really means that. Um, the Son of Man and the words that it uses is talking about him as a human being, as his, that place as a human. So now let me go back and do it again. When Jesus arrived in the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I, the human being, am? And they answered, some say John the baptizer, others say Elijah, and others say that you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, my my disciples, who do you say that I am? He asked. And Simon Peter answered, you are the anointed one. You are the son of the living God. You are a blessed person, Simon Barjona, Jesus exclaimed, because this wasn't revealed to you by human beings, but by my father in the heavenly places. So I certainly say that you are Peter, the stone, and I will build my assembly, my ecclesia, upon me, the rock, and Hades' gates will not triumph in an encounter with my assembly. I will give you the keys to heaven's realm, and whatever you tie up on earth will have been tied up in the heavenly places, and whatever you release on the earth will have been released in heavenly places. That's the passage. There's a whole lot in there to unpack, but much of it was unpacked last week. So I, wanna, I just want to begin by that very last statement. We're going to come back to it later. And this is the, the he, she used the phrase tying up uh, and releasing. This is the binding and loosing passage. We're going to come back around to this later. That we have some authority 
big time authority given to Jesus and it has something to do with what we allow or don't allow, things that reflect heaven or don't reflect heaven, and we have to use that authority. But it says, because whatever, um, whatever you uh, tie up on the earth will have been tied up in heavenly places. Whatever you release will have been released in heavenly places. This is actually the correct structure of the words. In other words, it's not saying that we tell heaven what's up and we decide. It's that we are so tuned in to heaven's realm through Jesus that we know what's going on there and therefore what's happening there gets released here. Is this making sense? And if you don't understand that, it's a little confusing. You're like, wait, we have authority to do anything? We What? We say anything and it happens? I'm going to get back around to that. That's not true either. We're going to get back to that. Let me give you one other verse. Jesus says in Revelation 1.18, I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. All right, what's up with all this? I know, this is big stuff, powerful stuff. What? Let's start with the keys. What, what are the keys? And I'm going to tell you straight up, I did. I, I looked around a lot. I've got my own ideas of what I think keys are and what they're about. It's amazing when you, when you uh, study and you look online and all the different people, you got different, different groups that are saying the keys are this, the keys are that, and they don't all line up. And, um, and I'm actually okay with that because, as, as I said earlier, um, it's, this is going to go back to the one who holds the keys, Jesus. And so therefore, see, we, we keep trying to get a formula. We do this over and over and over again. It's such a human thing to do. Just give me the formula and I'll do it. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. I will never replace me with a formula. So, so as we go, we're going to get clues and clues. But none of these clues, I'm going to tell you straight up, are going to, are going to take you away from needing to go back to Jesus. All right? So here's some of the clues. It's a symbol. It's a symbol of access, right? Keys get you into places, and it's a symbol of authority. And he's given us great authority. This one is taken from uh, Pastor Greg Seamus's one of his blogs. It says, the ecclesia. Can you all just say, uh, uh, we are the ecclesia? We are the ecclesia. Okay. So instead of saying the word church, which some of you are like, wait, what's ecclesia? Okay, it's the word that many Bible translates church, but actually means assembly, an assembly with authority. So the only reason we're getting, I'm not saying like it's now officially wrong to say the word church. I'm just <laughs> trying to get us understanding that our current understanding of church and where it's come to has has drifted away from what Jesus intended. He always wanted us to get together as a family to encourage each other. Instruction, these are all great things. Praying together, yes, 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 yes. But somehow church became a thing you do rather than who we are. If I could just try to summarize it through history, it became something you do. I go to church instead of this is who we are. We are the empowered ones. So the ecclesia must prayerfully ascend into the unseen realm. What's that mean? Well, let me go on, and I'll come back to that. And access the keys of the kingdom to gain wisdom and revelation to open the locked gates. It all seems so ethereal, like how could we ever do that? Well, remember that Christ is in you. So when it says prayerfully ascend into, I just want to encourage you that, that heaven is not far away. Jesus said, 
kingdom of heaven is right here. It's at hand. It's within you. These are scriptures. That I'm, not, I'm not pulling each one of these scriptures up right now. So, so the way that we gain the wisdom and revelation is we, we find out uh, through prayer, through asking God, what's going on in, kingdom, in, the, in heaven's kingdom, in the, heaven, in the heavenly realm. And um, this is, you don't have to just go to the book of Revelation to figure these, you know, like, okay, wait, what's going on? There's four living creatures. There's all that stuff, too. There's the elders uh, casting down their crowns. We know all these things, and those are all good. But heaven's realm is, also, is the culture of heaven. It's, it's uh, that there's, there's no disease in heaven. We know that. There's no, there's no mourning in heaven. We know that. There's a lot of things we actually know about the culture of heaven. And the more that we tap into Jesus, the more we understand his world. But let me just keep going. Like I said, these are just clues as we go along. What are the keys? You have to remember that um, because keys give us access, just remember that God's kingdom is always expanding. So this tells you that keys are actually going to open doors. The keys are meant to open doors as opposed to locking everything up so that we can keep ourselves really safe. Because doors work both ways, right? But I'm saying that's true. We do some of that. But mostly we're expanding, we're expanding, we're expanding. Light is expanding into darkness and taking over. All right? And one more is that, is that there are specific breakthroughs that will require specific keys. All right? So in other words, not... You, you all would know that, right? I, I, even for this building, I think we got, I got like 15 keys on a key ring. And if I don't put the right key in the right door, it is not opening. So there's something about keys. You've got to figure out which one fits where. Jesus is going to help us with all that. But So, for example, here's an example for you in, in uh, National Treasure that it requires a specific key. Really be that simple? The secret lies with Charlotte. And if you've seen the movie, you know that behind that door was a lot of treasure, right? And so, so there are many treasures in heaven that he's opening up to us, but it required a specific key. What I love about this illustration is that if you, if you saw the movie, even if you didn't see it, he um, found this, that key that he put in there far earlier in the movie, much earlier and in a very different part of the world. And, and he just, you know, took it because he knew it was an important, um, you know, it was going to be important. It was an important piece of the puzzle, if you will. He was, he's like an archaeologist looking for things. And so, so he saved it. Why is that important? Because this is what happens a lot in our, in our walks. And I'm, uh, is, that, is that God will give us a piece. He'll give us a word. He'll give us something that feels really significant. And we have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> and we go, wow, I know this is important. 
I think I'm just going to put this right here. And then at some point, he, he brings circumstances around and goes, here you go. And you're like, could it be that simple? Really? This is it? We, um, I, talked, I talked with my good friend Bill here last Saturday after Greg shared. And um, both of us were remarking. I'm telling on you collectively, on both of us. Both of us were remarking on how, as Greg was speaking and as this message of the ecclesia was coming out, we were aware that there were pieces, things God told us years and years ago that were suddenly coming into, in, into focus and making perfect sense. But at the time, it didn't. So uh, for me, so many of you have heard my story, but when, when I was starting this church, Blazing Fire, 18 years ago now, um, had gone through a really difficult time in my life. Um, some other, something, other things were crashing and burning, and, and out of the rubble emerged this, this place. Um, one of the things in my brokenness and things that I had to learn, um, God s- said to me, I don't want you to build my church. I want you to build my kingdom. And I've hung on to that for all these years. It's not like I ever let it go. I knew that was a key piece along the way. But suddenly, more recently, it's making so much more sense, especially if you, um, you know, he's like, I don't want you to build my church, meaning build the, the church thing. I want you to build my kingdom, which is all about heaven's kingdom here on the earth. But he told me that 18 years ago. And I feel like in some ways we are circling back around, making these big sweeping circles back around to the very places, things he told us so many years ago. And that's just one example. So I'm trying to tell you that keys uh, are not just as simple as, you know, you ask and you're going to know everything right now and you're going to get everything you need. But I do believe, as Todd just sung tonight, that the more we ask, the more we seek, the more we're going to find. The more we find, the more we're going to fall in love. I would also add in there, the more we're going to know, know him and know our, our purpose. So um, there's, it's, I wish for all of us, myself included, we could see life much more as this grand adventure rather than an anxiety panic time because we don't exactly know what's going on. I'm just thinking that maybe someone else in this room besides me doesn't always know what's going on. And doesn't always know what the next steps are going to be and things like that. The more we can look at this thing like a huge adventure, I, we're getting a lot closer to the way Papa intended for us to live it. And that means he's going to give us clues along the way. And so we're talking about these keys and how we get to them. So here's also from Greg's, one of his, his blogs. By the way, if you got our email last week, I gave you um, links to all these blogs. So this is one of them. So you already have access to this. And he says the kingdom key for the crisis Noah faced was to build an ark. The kingdom key for the crisis Joshua faced at Jericho was to march around the city and shout. The kingdom key for the crisis that Gideon faced was to secure 300 men and use pots, torches, and trumpets. The kingdom key Jehoshaphat used against Ammon Moab was to place singers in front of the army and give praise. Noah's key would not work for Joshua, nor would Joshua's key work for Gideon. What's the point? Specific breakthroughs require specific keys. What we are prone to do is copy what others are doing. You know, well, it works for them, so I'll just do that. We want to use their keys. 
Though I realize we can learn and borrow from others, I believe we need, we need to access kingdom keys unique to the challenges we are facing in our own personal lives, churches, cities, and regions. These keys come to us in different ways, by the Spirit, through prayer, through the Word, through reading the Word, through visions, through dreams, through wisdom, through prophetic insight. So this is a lot more clues that that keys come in a whole lot of ways, but they're all coming through the Spirit. They're all going to come by the Spirit. And, And that they ought to be giving us access to things that we need for our own circumstances. So that's why when we go to conferences or other things, those are always great. And there's things that we can learn and and implement for sure. And there's going to be certain things he's only going to tell you for your situation. Okay? And and by the way, you're you're in this this, um, ecclesia, this part of the family called Blazing Fire for a reason. You're in the home you're in for a reason, you're in the city you're in for a reason, the region you're in, the Bay Area. So we ought to be asking God, what what are the keys I need to be releasing heaven to where you have placed me? Here's, here's another clue. J- John 14, Jesus says, I tell you this timeless truth. Timeless, that means it's just truth today is when he said it. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that's how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it. Now, I brought this up because when we're starting to talk authority, to me this is a huge authority passage. Big-time authority passage. But it also has to do with, with keys. Meaning, it's not authority for you. It says anything in my name. Brent, that you just said. You said right there. It's timeless, right? I don't know if any of you have tried this, but you haven't always gotten everything that you prayed for. <laughs> so then you start saying, what's up? Maybe he didn't mean it. Maybe I'm reading the word wrong. Actually, this is one of those where you really need to understand what in my name means. Ask me anything in my name. So I'm going to just show you this. In my name, different ways you could look at that is with my heart, understanding my ways, one with me. So when you're asking things with his heart, with his perspective, see what we're trying, the reason why we are going deeper and deeper and deeper with Jesus and why this is not going to end ever is because we, the only way you start to know his heart and the way he perceives things is you have to draw in closer. What are you feeling? What, the, more he, the, more he, um, the more he takes over in the sense of, of uh, uh, saturating our hearts with his presence, um, his, it's almost like his smell even. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like his aroma. There's something about him that's so beautiful and wonderful. And the more, the more you experience that for yourself the more you're going to know what his heart is about certain things. It's not like we're going to get it all right all the time. We're in this process. We're in this journey of, of, of feeling with him, of knowing what heaven's perspective is. But this is what he meant in that, in that scripture. This is how you gain authority. There's no substitute for deep intimacy with Jesus. That's, that is how and where we get our authority. That's how we're going to know 
how to, how to pray. And once we do, there's also a confidence that comes in that. There's a passage in 1 John. I apologize, can't give you exact verse. I think it's chapter 4 or I think it's chapter 5 actually. 1 John 5 that says that if we ask anything in accordance with his will, then we know that we already have what we asked. It's the same basic idea. If we ask anything in accordance with his will, then we know we have what we already asked. So the asking is still important. We might be thinking, well, what does it matter then if he's going to do it anyway? Anybody ever have those thoughts? Okay, just me. And so, but actually it's really important. There are things, yes, he's sovereign. There are things God can do. Um, But I'm telling you, the way that the kingdom works is he, 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 He's doing, he's co-laboring with us. He's waiting for us to agree with him. And that agreement releases his heart to do the things that he wants to do. Uh, That's just his choice. He wants to do everything with us. That's what love does. So, there you go. There's another clue. Let's keep going. Um, This is about the intimacy, right? John 15, 5, one of the most best verses for, for that intimate place. NIV says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Actually, we can do all kinds of things, but nothing with any eternal value that helps the kingdom. Same scripture in the Passion Translation. I am the sprouting vine and you are the branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Powerless kind of sounds to me like the opposite of one who has much authority. So we are given much authority. But without intimacy, we don't have access to it. Our authority fizzles um, compared to what it was intended to do. All right, let me give you a few more. This is... This is, oh, this is back to Matthew 16. So this is full circle now. So now I want us to read, this is the end of the passage we started with, where Jesus, now I'm going to emphasize it differently, where Jesus says, I will give you the keys to heaven's realm. And whatever you tie up on earth will have been tied up in the heavenly places. Whatever you release on earth will have been released in heavenly places. I will give you the keys. I will give you the keys. So therefore, Who do we need to approach when we're looking for keys? Jesus. He's the one that gives them. And it's not a one-time deal. That's really really what I'm discovering. Because I've been in places where I'm like, I just want to find the key. And then I've got it made for the rest of my life. You know? I'll know exactly what I'm supposed to do forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) Right? I heard that, I wish. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not the only one. Okay. <laughs> there be, you know what? We're trying, interestingly, we're trying to find a comfort in that. We actually think there's going to be comfort in that and security in that. If I just know the thing and I have it nailed in and no one can change it, now I have security. And God says, oh, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> like, I'm your security. There's no security in what you're doing. Anyone here, someone like Graham Cook? There's no security in what the Lord's doing, only in who the Lord is. It's true. (laughs) That's the only security there is. And he's not going to let us find a substitute. Even a really nice life plan that you think you have all figured out. 
It's like, no, no. So Jesus has the keys. I woke up uh, to, uh, no, they didn't wake up. I did wake up. Otherwise, I'm still here. That's good. A couple days ago, <laughs> I'm in a silly mode. A couple days ago, um, I, oh, I, that's what it was. I was on a Zoom call and some great, some great teaching. Um, and uh, at the end of it, though, I was suddenly just, just pierced by the Lord with this, with this truth and so I'm just going to share it with you kind of as, as the way I got it, which is in 2019, this year is a year to know our authority, understand our authority, and walk in our authority in a measure we've never seen nor known possible. I really believe this is that time. You know, the Lord has his reasons for why he prepares us for different things, and and there's a timing of things on the earth. But I truly believe this is a time. It's not that we haven't had some understanding or knowledge of of our authority. Of course we have. The verses I've brought up there, you know those verses. But this is a time where by a work of his spirit, he's going to cause us to get it, to get our authority in a way that is far beyond anything we've known. And there are times when I've walked in that. There are, um, there, there are times um, I, I can think of, gosh, I, I'm just all of a sudden my mind went to five places at once. But I, but I, I remember a time in Brazil, and we were, we were praying for people uh, in a prayer line, and I, I probably had 15, 20 people in my prayer line. It was a bunch of people, a lot of people that wanted prayer. And that particular night, suddenly there was uh, I, the there was, I was just in a zone that was Holy Spirit completely. And I say that because as each person came up, it didn't matter what they were, gonna, what they were asking for for prayer. I knew they were going to be healed, and they were. I mean, it, was, it, was, it, was so, it wasn't me. It was because I was praying, but it was something very supernatural going on. And, and, and there was an authority in that. There was like, I just knew that I knew. I wasn't even trying to know. I just did. Uh, you know, it was things like uh, I, the ones that come, I mean, there were back problems and all kinds of stuff. One woman had no sense of smell her whole life, and suddenly she could smell perfectly fine. Her olfactory senses came back. There were so many different things that were healed. That, that's an example. Um, I'm just trying to, I, I thought of a bunch of others, and now they've all escaped me again. I'm, I'm saying there are times when there are times when we've walked in authority and we kind of know it because something shifts and, and, and there's a pre- we kind of feel the certainty of the Lord and the certainty of representing him and, and there's a courage that comes with it and a, a boldness that often comes with it. But I would just call it the certainty. And I'm saying that's coming much more this year. It really is. And, and we're in this year. So it's, it's here and coming. Um, all right, I just had to do this because I know it'll charge up my wife, Suzanne, but this is just a clip on knowing our authority.
Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, I am no man. Now, that is something, honestly, the more we know our authority, this is exactly the position we take against the ways the enemy tries to intimidate. That's what this, this guy was trying to do too, right? It was total intimidation, like, you don't have a chance, just don't even, don't even show up. And then she says, I am no man. Well, guess what? We could say the same thing. Did you know that? We're human, true. Yeah, there's a little catch. We have the spirit of the living God inside of us. If we just knew who we were, this is that year where you're going to know I am no man. I'm a human being, but I got something far greater than that living inside of me. Much greater is he who's living in us than the one who's in this world. Amen? So now what do we do with with keys, one of the keys is is going to be intercession. One of the ways, one of the ways to use. I would say the intercession is a key, and it's one of the ways to use keys both. And, and intercession, I would call agreement with heaven's realm. All right, and we just talked about all that. So now I wanna I wanna get into a little bit more about binding and loosing. This is what most of your scriptures will say in that Matthew 16 passage when he says, I've given you all authority. And then he goes, uh, as my church, and then he goes right into binding and loosing. But the problem with those words is we don't use them other than certain church circles that use that. Most, a lot of church circles don't even use these words. Uh, so what, what is binding and loosing? So I just used other words for you to, to get a, uh, an idea of what Jesus is giving us permission to do. So binding could be tying up, could be forbidding. Um, I'm sorry, that should be shutting. I apologize. Uh, those last two, that really made it confusing. I didn't look, I didn't uh, proofread this one. So let me just say, tie, let me just say them for you that binding is the same as tying up, it's the same as forbidding, it's the same as shutting, and it's the same as no. So I, I apologize for the confusion. The, the, there's just different words, like, in other words, if you're saying, well, binding just means, no, you may not, you know? Remember the, remember the old playground game, Mother May I? No, you may not. <laughs> yes, you may. No, you may not. If there ever was a game that was rigged, that was the one, because whatever person you wanted to win was going to win, right? You just, yes, you may, or no, you may not. And believe it or not, that's exactly what Jesus has given us, the permission to do. When we're tapped into his voice, listening to his heart, aware of what heaven's culture is, he says, that gives you my authority to say, yes, you may, or no, you may not. So loosing is releasing, allowing, opening, and yes, yes, you may. But there's power behind it, and that's what he's going to convince us of. If we don't believe this, first of all, we have to believe that we're actually in a battle, a very real spiritual battle. Jesus has won the war, absolutely. Absolutely. We, that's very scriptural. He has the keys. It's, we're not in question. It's not wondering who's going to win. On the other hand, if we think that there's no more spiritual battle, then why should we get involved? Let's just go eat cotton candy and watch movies until we go home. You know? You know what I'm saying? And that's what happens. And I will tell you that uh, uh, a lot of the American church, especially, I don't know about other parts of the world, is pretty asleep to all this. And if we don't believe that that it's needed for us to if, the, if our agreement with heaven is going to change things, then we're not going to do it. 
But it does change things. And this year he's going to convince us more than ever. All right? Um, and here's where Jesus gave us another clue to pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All right? So what are, let me just ask you this. Let me ask you, you something. What, what, what are things, let me go back a, 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 a verse. What are things then, I'm going to use the, the binding and loosing just for a moment. So what are things that we can bind and loose according to what is or is not in heaven? Like, because you might be thinking, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot that you know right off the bat. Okay, sickness, we will bind sickness. Correct? Bind unbelief. Okay, we can bind lies. What, what's some of the opposite? What are you loosing? That's the opposite of what you said. Oh. We're loosing healing. We're loosing truth. We're loosing freedom. We're binding hatred. We're loosing love. What's that? Did you say one? Life? Loosing life. We're loosing favor. Does this make sense? And, and so in generalities, you can see how this works. It's not, this is not that complicated. It's just that, honestly, a lot of times we haven't been taught or we haven't, aren't using it much. Like any language, when you don't use it much, you don't, you know, you don't, don't know how to use it very well. So, but the more you use a language, the better you get at it. And, um, and so those are some generalities which also work in specific situations, but you just have to tune in to the Spirit to say, ah, with what's going on here, what do I need to be binding? What do I need to be loosing? What do I allow? What do I forbid? And he says, as long as you're tapping into his heart, he gives you all authority to do that. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Ah, so good. All right. So I purposely tonight ended really early. Um, let me just read this to you. Jesus, this is, uh, you know what I want to do? I want us to say this together. So um, just in each, the fourth word in each line where it says the word you, Jesus will give you, just change it to me, okay? To speak it over yourself. Let's just say these together. Jesus will give me keys to enjoy access to the Father. Jesus will give me keys to shift atmospheres in my home, in my neighborhood, in my region, and in the nations. Jesus will give me keys to see the lives of individuals healed, changed, and set free. Jesus will give me keys to see myself set free. This we must believe because it's true. And it's everything from the nations all the way to yourself. It's, and there's nothing wrong with either, meaning some people think, well, it's, too, it's selfish. I could pray for others, but not myself. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you were given authority to actually pray the right things and release things and loose things and bind things in your own life and in your family and in your neighborhood. How, how many of you have prayer walked your neighborhood and actually, yeah, good, me too. And you... And you actually just say, Lord, what's going on here? And you can go into different, in front of different houses and start loosing freedom over here. In other words, if you know that there's issues or problems in certain houses, then release the opposite. You know, bind certain things that are bad for them. Release the opposite spirit of what Jesus wants to do in that family. And then you can go from neighborhoods to cities. And you can go, you know, to regions. So, um, but you, you have to actually use your authority. No one else can use it for you. We each have that choice, okay? 
So what we're going to do, I want to ask Todd in the, I don't know if others are coming up or if it's just Todd, but. Um, <laughs> uh, this is where you're, you're going to get involved. All right. First, um, I've asked Todd to just begin to um, play, you know, s- some background kind of soaking music for you. Because first, the first thing I want to do, we just talked about needing to listen into the heartbeat of Jesus, right? We need to, we need to hear from him. So that's what I want to help you do first, is just take a little bit of time and ask some of these questions. Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, it, it says, if you will ask, I will tell you things that you couldn't know. I'll tell you the secrets, but you gotta, but you got to ask. you got to seek him, right? So, um, so don't get tired of that. Even if you don't feel like, you're like, well, I ask God, but I don't hear anything. I promise, his promise is, if you ask me, I will answer. Meaning you won't necessarily get it in that very second. But he is so thrilled that you're asking. He is depositing things into your spirit. Okay, So we're going to take a few minutes just to, to soak and to ask him and to let him begin to, uh, you know, overtake us with his spirit, with his, his heart. And then, and then after that, that's when we're going to see what uh, some of you might want to pray up here on the mic. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, we love you so much. We love you so much. Wow. So as, we're, as we are sitting here, it's our heart's desire right now, Jesus, to know We want to know, Jesus, more about what you are truly, truly like. No matter what we've experienced thus far, we want to know you more. We want deeper encounters with you, Jesus. We want deeper encounters with you, our Heavenly Father. We want deeper encounters with you, precious Holy Spirit. So just for a moment, we're going to quiet ourselves and ask Ask the Lord to touch us to reveal more of his heart in any way that he wants to with us. Just tell him in your own words, I want you, I want you, Jesus, and I want, I want to see you more. I want to, I want to know what's on your heart. Just tell him these things. This is part of the seeking.
And Father, you came to reveal through Jesus a kingdom that is more real than this world that we see with our eyes. And we, we know we're a part of that kingdom. We know that the kingdom is within us as well as around us. That it's another realm, it's heaven's realm that's, that's interlaced with, the one, with this world. But it is the more real part. Your kingdom is more real. And so what we're saying is, God, would you tune us in tonight more than ever and continually to your kingdom realm, to heaven's realm. And if you want to, just put that in your own words. What would you be asking him? just going to ask you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you are the the giver of the keys. (laughs) And it's you that we want, Jesus. We know that that, uh, if we could say it this way, you are the key of all keys. That is absolutely true. And there are unique keys for, for situations, for regions, for Problems, societal problems, injustices that you have, Jesus, that you want us to have, you want to share with us. And so we're saying, Jesus, even right now, whether it's about a relationship or, or about a, a, a situation that we don't have answers to, or if it's something that's beyond us and it's something bigger, but something we have a heart and a passion for, Would you show us a key? If there's a key you want to show us, if it's a word, if it's an idea, if it's a thought. something like that some some of you I, I I know that some of you are actually getting some of these keys that's the way it works because we ask you and um, I'm just encouraging you or coaching you not to dismiss if you if you get something that kind of flits through your mind and you're thinking well that's probably just me well what if it's him answering your your prayer and uh, I encourage you especially things that's that feel like there's some some breath on it that feel like it, that just feels significant to you, uh, write them down and, and pray them through. And he, I, I believe often when we do that, he gives more and more understanding, more and more insight. It's because we're valuing what he's given us. Sometimes we hear from the Lord, but we aren't uh, believing it or valuing it. And so it kind of stops there as opposed to where he would continue to add on to it if we would dialogue with him. So so as you get things, I'm saying don't dismiss them right away. 
Or you could even ask, Lord, was that you? So it's, it's really important in the times that are coming as, as he's giving us more and more authority that we're going to step out and to start to use that. And so I, this, is, this is the last question, um, Father, we have for you is uh, what, what in heaven's realm, what in your kingdom would you like us to agree with tonight? Because there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot you have under your heart. There are so many, as I look at, out at these at, at this group of people, what's so beautiful about a group of people is that we encompass so many more of your passions, Lord, your um, your desires, the things, the injustices that you want to see reversed. And I'm I'm letting you know before we before we uh, declare some of these things. Um, again, what what is true in heaven? This is where you really can't. You can't go wrong. There's, if you think about what is it in heaven's realm that earth needs. guess just I'm going to say this before I call up some of you. We're going to take some time. We're going to take a little while to do this together. And uh, Todd and the worship team, they're going to probably, uh, you know, pick it up a little bit as far as just something a little more energetic as we're ending the soaking part here. And and um, there are times where they may sing a little bit of what you've just prayed. If, if uh, God puts something in their heart as, as you're praying something, as you're declaring something you're releasing something, binding something, loosing something. But I want to say this too, just I guess to um, uh, to, to avoid uh, unnecessary, uh, I don't know, explosions. That <laughs> it's funny because in a group like this, we're going to have all kinds of different ideas, opinions. That's actually not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about what's going on in heaven. Things like Things like politics have a, have a way of really dividing us and pushing buttons like we didn't even know we had. And I'm saying if we would start to agree with heaven's agenda and, and not make this about political parties or things like that, I'm suggesting this because I know that's one very hot topic. But I'm using this as an example to say when we're agreeing with heaven, it's not about man's uh, divisions or politics or things like that. This is about saying, what does earth need that heaven has? Okay? Is this making sense? So um, uh, so I want to encourage you to come up and and um, uh, we're going to, I'm going to actually have the microphone and, and so at times when these guys sing, I'll, I'll be taking it back and so if you're the next person in line and I've taken it back, don't just hang out and wait until they're done singing. Then I'll hand you the mic, okay? Um, but what we're, but what we're, what I'm really trying to do, you are the ecclesia. 
I, tonight, I really said, how can I, in a short time, actually train you a little bit to learn binding and loosing and actually do it? This is what we came up. This is what me and the Holy Spirit came up with for tonight. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. If you have something, please step up. And what we're going to do is just create a line. And um, whether that's five people or, you know, 15 people, it doesn't matter. Your turn will come. As you come to the front, don't make them super long prayers. Get to get to what it is. Just the, the declarations, the binding, the loosing, whatever it is, okay? So make them pretty short, you know, a few few sentences, not, not, not a few pages, all right? So um, come on up. I, I know some of you have, have something, so come on up. You bold ones will be the first ones. Come on. Let's get a few others. Come on up. And here's, here's the other thing. Yeah, I, I would totally expect. Yeah, there's some of you that already have things. For some of you who don't feel like you got much when we were soaking, don't be discouraged. We're asking, and I told you, he can answer in a lot of different ways. Some of you will start getting those answers as these people are praying. This is the way it works, because we start stirring up things in the spirit, and suddenly your spirit gets more active and involved. And suddenly you're remembering some things that you're passionate about. So God uses a lot of different ways to get our attention, okay? So let's go ahead. Lord, I just ask you to bind up the hate, and I ask you to release love and kindness. Love and kindness, Lord. Papa. I want to bind distractions and missed divine appointments. And I want to release, in the name of Jesus, divine appointments and focus that we can bring your kingdom to earth and to those that are hurting and so hungry for you. Jesus, I thank you that you said to me, I'm so much bigger than you think I am so much bigger than we think you are. And I wasn't even thinking about this, but the Lord said, the prince of the, Satan is the prince of the power of the air, but I am the prince of all time and eternity. So I thank you, Lord. You are prince of all time and eternity. As Brent was up here, um, I just got this picture as this table as far as the eye can see with all of this equipment and all of these gifts and all these things. And I heard the Lord say, um, I'm giving my ecclesia what it needs. Um, there will never be lack. Hmm. There never has been lack. And uh, I just, just, and it was exactly what Brent was saying. As you go to Jesus, you get to go and grab the thing on the table that he has reserved for you. So in the name of Jesus, um, we just loose encounters with Jesus and we loose all of the things on that table for each and every one of us that you have already reserved for us to have in Jesus' name. fear of man that holds us back that 
has us even holding ourselves back and just the thoughts of wondering what people think about us and maybe they think we're crazy or anything like that and I just bind those thoughts in Jesus name I bind the fear of what people think about us um, or concern of what they think about us and instead I loose Jesus just in intimacy with you that is so beyond even caring what other people think that we just I just uh, I loose intimate experiences with you that um, captivate us for the rest of our lives where, where we're just living in intimacy with you throughout the day that there's no room for fear um, of any kind of fear of man but that we just are so in tune with your heart and your intimacy and that our hearts just beat as your heart beats Jesus I just loose that over our lives instead Bring unity, God, among your people. We bind, we bind all hatred. No more fear, no more hatred, no more fear. Bring your love. Your love, so all will know that we are your disciples. Um, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth, in earth as it is. your loving kindness, your glory, your presence. We receive and release your abundance, the abundance of heaven and all that is substantial, all that is true, all that you are the source of all life. And we just release your life and glory on this earth. Amen. Amen. Release your life. Release your glory on the earth. Release your life. Release your glory.
I bind weariness of heart, discouragement of soul, and sleeplessness of body, and I loose on the earth the strength and the power and the glory of who God is, and I declare the scriptures in Isaiah 40 that He gives strength to the weary of body, soul, and spirit. He increases the power of the weak and downtrodden. He says even youths grow tired, they grow weary. But and young men stumble and they fall and they falter and they feel like they cannot get up. But that is not the truth. I release the truth that those who hope in the Lord renew their strength. And so I speak a word of hope and life and new breath and refreshment from heaven to earth that would light us up and cause us to rise into our true beauty and authority. Waking our spirits, God, give us hope again, break off discouragement, awaken us, awaken our spirits, God, to know what you're doing. doesn't need a side 
Wisdom does not need a side. Truth does not need a side. It subsumes, subsumes it all. So I ask for blessings. I ask you, Lord, to look down on our nation. Look down on our nation with mercy. bind the spirit of always having to be right and I release the yeah. spirit of listening Come and on. compassion and I and I bind up unforgiveness and release forgiveness in Christ I bind rejection dejection despair disappointments and I release supernatural divine understanding compassion joy that you said no man can take away joy can take away what you've put in place, God. Oh, no one can take away your joy. Give us joy unspeakable. Give us joy unspeakable. to trust in your wisdom in our lives. I release peace in our hearts in Jesus' name. For all the family members and people in our lives who don't know you, Lord Jesus, I bind unbelief, Father. I bind the darkness and the lies and the deception, Father, over our families, over people that we love, that we want to join in our, our family of heaven. I lose truth, God. I lose, I lose the truth in our families, God. I just pray that you would reveal yourself, God. I pray that, Holy Spirit, that you would hover over our families and loved ones who don't know you and who aren't walking with you and who, who don't understand who you are. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I bind 
pain, whether it's physical or emotional, the type of pain that hinders us from moving forward. I bind hopelessness and I release and loose healing, restoration, hope, and God's sight and ability to see you, Lord, as our healer, as the good God, good Father who heals and restores us and comforts us. Thank you, Lord. Break up depression. Break up hopelessness. Bring your life. We declare your life, your hope. Oh, God, the healer of the wounded heart. Jesus, we bind working, striving, performance, fear, control, all the things that we think we have to do, religious duty, religious rules, and we release just being able to be the sons and daughters that you called us to be, and to have that relationship with you that you meant for us to have live our lives the way you want us to live our lives. King David says in Psalm 18 verse 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. And the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. These are your words, Father. They will not return to you empty. Thank you. Somebody released um, forgiveness, and I found that uh, for me, anyway, and in the lives of some of my clients, it's um, unforgiveness is kind of tied up with shame. And so, Heavenly Father, I, I bind shame. Yes. I bind shame, Lord, and I release revelation so that we can be free, that you would set us free from shame, and so that forgiveness will flow, Lord, and understanding and compassion will just flow to us. Shame, you've gotta go. No more shame. We bind up shame. 
King's birthday in a few days. I want to read one of his favorite scriptures. It's Amos 5.24. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Thank you, Jesus. We bind striving for justice or doing things in our own strength, God, and we loose your way of doing things, your righteousness, God, that flows easily like a stream in a place of rest because you are Jesus. You are on the throne, God. So, Father, we um, thank you that you came to set the captive free. You came to set the trafficked free. You came to set the trafficker free. You came to set the broken free. You came to set the perpetrator free, God. So we release freedom and justice for every person still enslaved on this earth, God. Thank you, Father, that you are a God of justice and making all things right. And in you is purity, God. There is no evil. So we ask, Jesus, that you would break those chains of injustice and evil on this earth, God. Thank you for making all things right. Thank you that we see from your perspective your way of doing things from a place of rest. In that ever-flowing stream of righteousness, we jump right in with you, God. that the um, an undoing for the undoing of the uh, blindness that the God of this world has blinded people's eyes to to who Jesus is and we ask for your we ask for release of heaven's light heaven's light to shine out of the darkness and shine in upon our minds the minds of all people to give the light of the knowledge the knowledge about God's splendor in the presence of Jesus, the Anointed One. We bind the plans of the enemy, his lies, his intimidation against the ecclesia. And in the name of Jesus, we release God's peace, his courage like David and Daniel. We release heaven on earth to come and pour down on the ecclesia and that the intercessors will take their place on the wall to pray for the lost we thank you God for making us mighty through you amen amen did you feel the room like I did oh my goodness thank you Thank you, Todd, and thank you, Domelie. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, thank you, Ecclesia. Good job. And seriously, it's just, it's, we have to be who we are, who Jesus already says we are. And 
and uh, step out with more courage, more boldness. Um, we will not be sorry. Always with love, right? Always with love, but boldness and courage nonetheless. So um, if we could, uh, this today has been a, a day of prayer for healing, and I know that people have been healed today. If, if I can have the prayer teams, if there's some that are available to come up, that would be awesome in case anyone here needs, would like prayer before you go, before you go home. And while you're doing that, I just want to pray a blessing over y'all. This has been such a great day, such a great night. Um, so I, I just pray right now a greater awareness of the one who lives in you, a greater awareness of King Jesus, a greater capacity to carry and to release his love, his hope, his joy into this world, but first to receive it, then to release it. So I bless you, and I bless you tonight with sound sleep. In Jesus' name, amen. So bless you all. If you want prayer, come on up, and we're, we're through.